there's another umbrella of things that I, I realize in retrospect, and this is an interesting one perhaps, but I didn't realize that I had ADHD. I was undiagnosed during that whole time. Welcome to the Challenger Podcast. This is your host, Peter Gay. I'm a Waterloo and Berkeley trained engineer working in the Bay Area. Now armed with an MBA from Haas Business School, I want to take on the world. But deep down inside, I'm struggling with anxiety about my career and my life. I'm seeking help by talking to some of the most extraordinary people that I have met, and let's find out together how they've navigated their lives. I've learned from their stories of how to persevere through the hard times and how to celebrate the good times. Hopefully, this can help you find an even keel as you're navigating your world. Let's continue with my conversation with Bavia. She said that she failed out of her engineering class twice while in undergrad, but pushed through and eventually got back on track. She graduated with her engineering degree. She has done well enough since then to manage a back-end engineering team at a well-known fintech company. What do you think you've learned about yourself? I, I know you have overcome it and you're doing great now, but what do you think you have learned about yourself going through those desperate times? There's another umbrella of things that I, I realize in retrospect, and this is an interesting one perhaps, but I didn't realize that I had ADHD. I was undiagnosed during that whole time. Just, and I mean, part, part of it is like women are underdiagnosed. It's not even something that popped into my head. All I really knew is that I, I, I was struggling with learning stuff and I knew I wasn't stupid, but, you know, my, my mind would wander or I, I would struggle even when I tried really hard to, you know, not procrastinate. And there's just, there are just a number of very clear ADHD behaviors that I was exhibiting when I look back. Yeah. That I didn't realize I had. And actually, I only got diagnosed with ADHD last year. And I, I oh. was, we were already in the program, in the, in the Haas program. It was actually after I joined Haas that I realized something was really wrong. You know, I, I, I continued to exhibit those behaviors. It's not like they, they never went away. I'd had this stuff pretty much all my life. But I remember being in one of our classes and wanting to be really engaged because I really liked the material, mm -hmm. but I was just zoning out so regularly. And it's, I think it's one thing to be bored and zone out, but an, it's another to be at least somewhat interested in, in zone out. I don't know how to explain it, but I, I had this deep sense of something being wrong. Mm -hmm. And I was already seeing like a therapist or, or at least someone in the mental health field. And I brought it up and he was like, you're describing ADHD. And so he made me take this questionnaire that you're supposed to take for, for ADHD. Obviously, there's, you know, for every disorder or mental health. Yeah, mental health disorder, whatever it is, you have to take a questionnaire just to validate. Yeah. And he was like, yep, seems like you you have this. Like you you zone out, you struggle with procrastination, you're fidgety. And then there's other aspects of it, like just high anxiety and things like that. I then we, we experimented with different types of medication. And the way that my mind worked literally changed. Like I can't even explain the change because suddenly I was able to do stuff. Oh. I think people 
who struggle, who have struggled with depression and have then started medication or people who struggled with ADHD and started medication probably relate to this because you have a desire to do things, but somehow you just can't. There's some sort of mental block. There's something that prevents you from doing things and you just let it linger for a really long time. And then suddenly out of nowhere, you're like, I'm so productive and I can't even explain why. And obviously there's a lot of chemistry involved in understanding all of that. I'm not a medical professional. Mm -hmm. I, I thought a lot about Waterloo. I was like, what if I had access to this stuff or been diagnosed properly or whatever it was, you know? Or even just when I was extremely depressed after that failure, like gone on proper medication or stuck to proper medication, you know, there's a lot of stigma around that. And again, especially in Asian communities or certain communities, not just Asian communities. So it's not even a consideration a lot of the time. Like I never even considered that I might have ADHD. Mm, yeah. So. And now you, you mentioned this. I, I look, look back to your story. Some dots seem to connect because you're telling me um, a lot of the math courses, they require a lot of high intensity of attention for a long period of time to you to actually do any kind of problem sets and anything like that, especially on the exams and all that. Mm -hmm. so, and then the engineering part is there's more elements of uh, creativity. There's mm -hmm. more elements of trial and error. So I wonder, yeah, like you said, like if you were diagnosed at that time and you had some help in, in yeah. your brain chemistry, it would have really helped you a lot. Yeah. And the, the engineering courses, I think the fact that they were more applied and in some ways more exciting kind of helped engage my brain better. That's right. So, and apparently, yeah, that's a, that's a thing yeah. for people with ADHD. <laughs> like You mentioned like some communities actually quite a lot of communities, to be quite honest, yeah. um, they don't recognize that mental health could be a real big problem. That's a problem that lurks under the surface mm -hmm. that people fail to recognize. If you were to then now today as a young adult speaking to your parents again, what would you tell them about, about this? Or what would you tell them to do better to their 16-year-old, 18-year-old daughter? Well, here's the thing, right? It becomes a very complex situation because they have to be open to understanding. And a lot of the older generation, I think, in these communities, they don't even believe some of this stuff is is real. My parents actually understand it more now. I don't I don't think they even they didn't even understand that stuff then. I think they just may not have believed that their own daughter, their own children could have those those things. I I would try to explain to them. There's just no guarantee that it would move the needle. But I I would have tried. I would have tried to say, "Hey, I'm I'm looking at myself in through this lens of, I don't know, or or having done research, I feel like I'm going through like I have some sort of depression or I have ADHD and can we explore something here?" I think they recognize at some point that some of this stuff does not ADHD, but some other mental health stuff runs in some parts of our family. Uh, and I think they eventually connected those dots, but our, our relationship never fully recovered, even though they were at some point able to, to recognize in retrospect what I was going through. 
So yeah, I, I don't know if explaining anything to them that early on in life would have done anything, but at least something changed. So how do you think in the future you can, do you, A, do you want to reconcile that relationship? And if yes, how would you go about that? I do. So I do have a relationship with them, just to be clear. It's just, again, I feel like there's some lingering stuff that never really went away because of this period in my my life, even though they are very proud of where I am now. I don't know, to be honest. Like, it's a weird thing to say, I don't know, but I genuinely don't know. Yeah. Um, just because we actually don't talk very much about that stuff. Uh. Um, there's some degree of like, that never happened. And so if you don't discuss things, like I, I don't know where they're at, actually. I don't, I have no sense of what they think now about everything that happened in that time. It'll be, um, I guess I'll leave it up to you, but it will be interesting to peel that onion. I feel like you're a much more mature adult than back then. I think also your parents, even though they're older now, um, their minds are hard to change, but maybe, maybe they can be a different person as well compared to some 10 years ago. I always view obstacles in life become your greatest treasures. And it seems like you have had a very uh, distinct treasure now that you have overcome and now you own that treasure. So you mentioned like uh, one part or one piece of this gave you some sort of confidence that you can do well, right? Mm -hmm. Then now looking forward, what do you think is your sort of that really long-term plan or a 50-year plan? What would you like to do with your life? Having no, known all this stuff about yourself, what would you want to do with your life in this longer time frame? I, I think, you know, like, like you said, I, you know, now I'm a more mature adult than I was 10 years ago and I've discovered new skill sets and new passions and I think one of the reasons I was also encouraged to be in management is because I have a lot of empathy and and an ability to recognize positive traits, you know, potential for growth in others, and just things that I think generally make a at least a decent leader. And so I think when I when I look at the future while I still think I have a lot to offer as a technical person, I, I see myself growing more in the direction of some sort of social impact, whether it's through a company that I start or even staying in this, this management track or maybe going into VC. That's something that I, that was one of my motivations for applying to the Haas program. Now that I'm learning about it, there are things that I need to figure out, but even that was always motivated by the fact that I I felt that funding was not egalitarian. I felt that certain demographics got more money more easily than others. And I think if if that's the kind of stuff that drives me now, I only see that getting stronger as I progress in my career or age. Um, I mean, you never know the future, but definitely my values have started moving more towards that, helping people, helping communities versus focusing on technical and innovation, even though I like that stuff. Nice. Yeah, that's really great. Thank you, Bobby. That was, uh, that was a lot. It was a lot of great stories from <laughs> your past. 
And I think there's a lot, of, a lot of lessons to be had for, for you, for me too. And so hopefully for some other people as well. So thank you for that. No, thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Challenger Podcast with Peter Gang. Bavia was very brave and confronted her mental illness of ADHD. But there were clues indicating that she could have benefited from this realization earlier in life. By the way, exhibiting varying degrees of ADHD is quite common in the population. Mental health is just as important as the health of any other parts of our body. If we get our teeth cleaned and checked up every year, Shouldn't we also get the most valuable part of our body, our mind, checked up too? If you have any signs of mental health issues, don't be afraid. Look it up, talk to somebody, or talk to a professional. Or if you have a friend who might be suffering from this, extend a hand to help them. Let me know in the comments below if you would like to learn more about the tools needed to have better mental health awareness. Remember, it's never too late to reflect back on the obstacles you've overcome, how much you've grown, and how much you have yet to do. We encourage you to take some time to prioritize your well-being and find your inner peace. Thank you for tuning in. Please comment and subscribe to the Challenger Podcast. Join us for the next conversation about challenges and triumphs in life. <music>